Hello and welcome to the Brotherhood Without Manners, a Game of Thrones podcast. I'm Ryan McBride and I'm here with... Jamie Concannon. Yeah. We've got to learn how to do the introduction, I think we haven't quite mastered that yet. Yeah, I'm always reluctant to say your <laughs> name for you because that's not right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you should just say the intro from now on. Yeah, um, fair enough. Uh, on the show we're going to have a look at Sansa and Littlefinger and see what they're going to be doing in Season 7, which we're all excited about. Yep. Not long to go now, it's only at the time of recording, it's what, a week and a half until... Yeah, ten days. Season 7, not that you're counting. I'm counting. <laughs> yeah. Counting the hours. <laughs> like if you've bothered your arse to listen to this podcast, you're probably just finding things to do that have something to do with Game of Thrones. <laughs> um, we'll start with Sansa now, shall we? Go for it. Yeah. I don't know. I think we're being led to believe that Sansa is going to have a bigger role this season because knowing the tra- the second trailer, she's kind of narrating it. Mm. Bigger is one word. Um, I think she's going to be a bigger asshole <laughs> than we've ever seen because I really do get the feeling she's going to try, at least try, screw, screw John over. Yeah. Um, the uh, fairy tale fan in me believes that you know she'll see the error of her ways before it's too late and then yeah. the the two of them will joint murder uh, Littlefinger yeah uh, but I I mean the signs are there that Santa's gonna betray John in some way that like we were talking a few episodes back that uh, or could have been the last episode that um, when she betrayed John by going directly against his orders not only did it um, work Mm. But it's kind of um, it'll add fuel to the fire in of her belief that she can do things on her own and she doesn't need her bastard brother to tell mm. her what to do. So um, it's putting the seeds there anyway for for yeah, something. To absolutely, come. yeah. The signs are there. Um, I mean, she the things she actually says in the trailer. When the snows fall and the white winds blow, the lone wolf dies. But the pack survives. What could that? Well, like, what could that mean? Well, that is what Ned Stark said. Mm. Um, I mean, it's it's kind of it ties into the whole mantra of what it is to be a Stark. Um, but then again, it, it's it it's it's very cleverly. Um, included in the trailer because yes on the one hand uh, on kind of on surface level you're thinking oh that's cute you know that she's kind of saying what her father used to say to them that's lovely they're going back to the old stark ways then you realize hang on john is a bit of a lone wolf yeah like i mean ghost was literally found separate from the rest of the litter so he like ghost was the lone wolf and john john isn't even a stark like i mean he's yeah. He's even less related, or he, like he's not even related to uh, Santa in the way that she thinks he is. Yeah. So and when with, with all the other family members coming back, yeah, it, she will be part of a crowd, I mm. suppose. Or, It'd uh, be interesting to know if Santa is saying that after hearing from Bran mm. and what Bran had to say about John being a bastard Targaryen. Um. So. It she, could be it could be something like that as in, oh, hang on. Not only is he not a um Stark, he's like he's not even who we thought he was, uh, so why should we follow him? And he was a lone wolf. So yeah. if we kill off the lone wolf the pack will survive. Yeah. I. e. the actual real Stark. So she's Stark. she's gonna she's gonna twist her father's words. Yeah, very much so. Um, because I mean she's 
very twisted herself. It's kind of understandable. True she, enough. I, I mean, as an optimist, you might you might say, when the snows fall, that could mean Ramsey. Uh, I'm not it sure. Could mean John as well, though. Yeah, it could also mean John. Yeah, <laughs> and it, it was again. It's very cleverly done that trailer. I think. I think the second trailer was one of the best. Um, I've ever seen like not just for Game of Thrones I just didn't think in general it was an absolute masterpiece there's so much in it that makes you think yeah. and it's you know while you're watching it they're clearly hinting at one thing and it'll probably be something completely different when we see it in the show yeah. it's kind of it's testament to the quality of the show that like I mean gobshites like us can sit in front of a microphone and, and um, talk for absolutely a dissect yeah. a, a trailer that's just a couple of minutes long and you know there's so many different ways it could work out and I'd say about like 99% of the things that we've suggested on the show will be like utter shite but the 1% though but that 1% that 1% and that 1% <laughs> is that Jon Snow is behind it all and that Sansa <laughs> is going to be the saviour and you're going to be so glad that she kills Jon and it's going to be it's going to be testament to George R. R. Martin screwing us over again yeah yeah <laughs> but uh, I suppose moving away from the trailer um, Sansa is she still married to Tyrion? Well, not really. Like, I mean, she did Mamsie. Uh, Ma- Mamsie Ramsey. She Mamsie Ramsey. She will be a Mamsie to Ramsey's. Oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't think that's true. But um, you never well, know. Well, she she married Ramsey after Tyrion, and I um think it was kind of a similar situation as it was with Marjorie, where like the previous marriage was an old. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't consummated either the trains. no that's exactly it yeah because that's why Marjorie was allowed to marry again because they said oh Joffrey was too busy like dying on his wedding night to get the ride so um, <laughs> yeah I, I, no I don't think she's married to Tyrion anymore hmm. although part of me was hoping that would work out I think if she was a little bit older and he was a little bit younger they'd make a cute couple if she was a little bit taller no, that adds to the cuteness. Yeah, yeah I suppose, yeah. <laughs> oh, God, that just, uh, just memories of their wedding. But whenever uh, Joffrey took away the stool, that oh. just... Oh. It's, just it, it's not the... Like, that sounds awful. I mean, he did torture prostitutes and <laughs> everything and make them torture each other and all that and all that other stuff. But just the little dickish things like that, like taking the chair away from poor old Tyrion. <laughs> like, just... just and at that Joffrey's own wedding there was that moment and again the clever writing of Game of Thrones where Tyrion gives him the history of the Lords and Houses of Westeros yeah. the big book and saying uh, and Joffrey says in times of war we could all do with uh, a, a history lesson or whatever he said and you're kind of like oh and Tyrion's like what? what's going on and then he gets the sword out and starts smashing it into bits <laughs> like it's just things like that that make me hate Joffrey like whatever about killing Ned there was political motivations behind that as well. You know, he wants to Didn't want stamp to his authority as king and everything like that because, no, there was so much questioning going on. I mean, that was nearly understandable why he did that. He had reasons. Yeah. He doesn't have reasons to be a dick. Yeah. Ah. At the end of the day, like, Indeed. even, you know, even Ramsay, like most of the things that he did, had political motivations behind them as well. Um, of this, another thing on Sansa. She said to Ramsay way back in season five, episode seven. But isn't your stepmother pregnant? What of it? What happens if she has a boy? Then I'll have a baby brother. But he'll be the heir. I'm Lord Bolton's eldest son. 
But you're a bastard. A trueborn will always have the stronger claim. I've been naturalized by a royal decree from Tom and Baratheon. Another bastard. And I think George Martin doesn't put things like that in without having consequences later. I no. mean, it didn't really have a consequence with Ramsay because no matter what happened, he was going to mess up Sansa. Yeah. Um, but it really did show her mindset. And maybe it'll change. Maybe it will have changed. I don't know. Hmm. We'll see. Yeah, like, I mean, there is such a, a thought process behind everything in, like, in George R. R. Martin's work. Like, I mean, definitely. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a very valid point. Yeah. Um, and it just really, it's another um, bit of backup behind that theory that Santa will screw over John because that's that's what she believes. Um, and before with Ramsay she spoke out and it, it probably wasn't the wisest thing to do because he was I know he was always going to like do awful things to her anyway yeah. but like I mean she didn't have any um, didn't have an army behind her now she literally does have an army yeah, behind her true. and a very Randy little finger so <laughs> like um, randiness to yeah, like she, she can back it up now um, now that she feels that way she can say yeah um, I don't think a bastard should be the head of the family uh, and then John's like you and what army and then mm. she has the oh yeah that army veil, so yeah there you go I suppose we may as well move on to Littlefinger start right as well yeah the the look between Sansa oh that look <laughs> the king of the nerve <laughs> let's just look at the extremely unlikely event that Sansa doesn't uh, she rejects Littlefinger the whole way through and doesn't do anything for me ever again do you think Littlefinger will try Cersei Try Cersei. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I can't see that happening. No? No. He likes backing the right horse. Yeah. Very much so. And he'd never back Cersei because she's a lunatic. He said himself he never does anything unless he thinks there's something to gain. The long yeah, time. exactly. And I don't think Cersei is the right one to back in this situation at all. Yeah, she's the queen, I suppose. Yeah, he'd be on kind of beside the Yeah, but she, she's a ticking time bomb. Uh, quite literally, like, she blew up everything she put in front of and like everyone else who's done well as in like Varys and Littlefinger and Tyrion they've mixed it up a little bit yeah. like as in they've um, kept the right people in their pocket Cersei doesn't really have anyone left to no. have in her pocket apart from Jaime and, and that might change any time soon as well yeah it's it's kind of like I mean again that was another look at the end of season 6 mm. the look that Jamie gave Cersei I mean was it a horn dog look or was it like <laughs> um, I can't believe what you have to call I really like the way you sit in that sword <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we'll, we'll get the last sword you sit on tonight <laughs> we'll get to that we'll probably get to that next time will you try that next hopefully, time hopefully hopefully but um, how important will Littlefinger be when Bran comes back and all of those facts about Jon Snow's parentage be important will Littlefinger be yeah um, like will he or what did he know in the first place did he like it seems something he would know and just hold above well, the I think the head. only person who's confirmed to know that is Howland Reed like he's the only person that I have heard of would be able to tell Littlefinger and I can't see him doing that yeah so unless he had CCTV set up in the Tower <laughs> of Joy I can't I I don't think he'd know that beforehand mm. but then again he's he's surprising as hell that lad. he would have been around that age as well 
so if if he knew anything about Rhaegar and Lyanna, he could it could be a flashback to Robert's Rebellion or, or he probably knew he yeah, there's a good chance he knew about um Rhaegar and Lyanna. I mean he could be whispering to Robert the whole time saying, Oh, he raped her when in fact he probably just saw them shifting. <laughs> that's that's a very plausible theory because he has a proven track record of fucking shit up for Robert. It's very plausible that like he planted the seed in Robert's head because where else could it have come from? Um, like I don't know if I think Robert would have wanted to hear that Rhaegar sold her away. He wouldn't have wanted to hear that she loved him. Yeah. He wouldn't. He wouldn't have bought that. That like he was too in love with her and etc. Like he he would have wanted um, him to be yeah. the knight in shining armor. And he sur- even after he became king, he surrounded himself with people who told him yes all the time. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And exactly. got the kingdom into huge debt. Mm. So yeah, um, that's a very plausible theory. That um, again, because pretty much everything that's gone wrong in the show can be traced back to Littlefinger in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. And John Aaron's death that basically started the whole thing. Um, and you can go even further back than that. Joffrey's, I'd imagine. Well, mm-hmm. could Joffrey be? No, probably. Well, was Joffrey's death to do with him? Yeah, directly because of him. Okay. Yeah. He, he um he gave uh, <laughs> see that's how sneaky the poison. That's how sneaky he is, though. Even even you forget. Yeah, oh, yeah. He is behind everything. Yeah. Even if you're watching the show and you know. Mm, I know. <laughs> um, another thing in the trailer, the second trailer, or the first and second trailer, John throttling Peter in the crypts. Yeah. It? Um, it's kind of shot the same way as Ned was throttling up yeah. in season one outside the brothel. Definitely. Outside. So are they? foreshadowing another betrayal from Peter I don't think they'd need to foreshadow another (laughs) betrayal from Littlefinger I think everyone knows it's coming somehow Um, so yeah John last season was I thought they did a very good job of making him seem like Ned like he looked like him sounded like him talked like him walked like him he just basically was Ned Stark so it 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 could be that they're trying to make it out that yeah John's going down the same honourable route as his father and he'll be honourably beheaded at the end of it <laughs> and also um, let Sansa do you think she'll follow the route of Ned's sister in what way in that she dies <laughs> <laughs> during childbirth oh okay right. <laughs> sorry actually I didn't even I just, um, I just put that second part on yeah, it's, yeah, actually, no wait no that seems, that seems right. <laughs> um, I don't know very possible um, it just literally just popped in my head there now, what does uh, Ramsay made her pregnant and that she'll die in childbirth yeah that'd be a bit random it'd be it would be it would suit it would fit together with Ned's sister I guess so that's what the, you think the, the, the history is repeating themselves itself for all of them I don't know maybe probably not but you mm. know, it's interesting to think yeah yeah I suppose I hadn't thought of that before yeah nor nor did I well this would be sad but um it's one way for senses thing to end yeah I suppose um just on Littlefinger Joe was on the show last week and it was a great show and I think you should go back and listen to it everyone (laughs) (laughs) cheap plug um, but after we finished uh, podcasting, he put he put out like a really interesting theory about Peter Baelish and Varys, and he thought it was too outlandish to put on the podcast, which 
But I thought it was very interesting anyway. You yeah. heard as well. Like that virus is a merman. Or a merling. Yeah. Mer- merman. 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 Um, Mormon. <laughs> he's Mormon. <laughs> he has many wives. But, but to stay with us anyway, but the theory goes that Varys and Illyrio are conspiring to bring the dragons to Westeros in the north to melt all the ice and cause like a biblical scale flood. Meaning, you know, more land for the Merman or Merlings. Yeah. And uh, it's been referenced, they've been referenced before in the books anyway, apparently. You might know more about that. Than me. Yeah, they have. Very fleetingly, but. Believe that maybe maybe too fleetingly. Maybe. Um, and in season one, when Arya chases the cats beneath the Red Keep, she comes across Varys and Illyrio, and in the books, like, doesn't she? Like they come from a well. Yeah, she could hear water splashing, and uh, they came out from underneath the well. It was yeah, it was, um, Illyrio and Varys, and the two of them covered back up the well. Um, it's, it's an interesting theory, but I I, I know there was there's so many like hidden passages and stuff under King's Landing. That's true. So that, that and then well then again if that's not enough evidence for you, in season two Tyrion says this to him: "Threaten me again, and I'll have you thrown into the sea. You might be disappointed in the results. The storms come and go. The big fish eat the little fish, and I keep on paddling." I like the theory, but um, it's not it, teased enough in the shows. No, and as well, I'd actually be disappointed if it was something like that. Oh, really? Because like it was just revealed. I'm a merman. <laughs> this massive chest at the end. Of the, yeah, and Neptune's. Like, I don't know Neptune's crown. He tears off his trousers and he's got like scales on his legs and stuff. <laughs> like I don't know. Like I can't. I. It is really cool, and I love reading things like that. And um, like I read another theory that Ned Stark isn't dead. That. Um, Jack and Hagar oh God. sorted it with but um, his head came off in front of thousands of people uh, no he's, uh, they said it was oh, a faceless man but then again he'd have to be dead for them to swap faces yeah so True. they killed him so someone could fake his death <laughs> <laughs> I do like reading these series but you just have to say put draw a line at some point yeah you'd kind of take a pinch of salt with some of them but just with the Varus one, like Littlefinger fits into it nicely as well because he's always saying, that, oh, Varus, I have you in my pocket. And it's like, because he's Lord in the Vale in the area now, which is so high up, he would be best suited to escape like the the rising of the sea levels. And he also, in the boat, he spirited Sansa away and after Joffrey died, after the Purple Wedding, was called the Merlin King. And that's like, is that a sign of his aspirations? Probably not. But mm. still, it's kind of it's, yeah, it's kind of interesting parallel. I, I wonder is he just does George Martin throw stuff in there just to throw everyone else off, just to keep the internet users busy, you know, <laughs> just give them something to think about while the next book is taking it fifteen plus years to write, <laughs> while he's signing books that he wrote fifteen wrote fifteen years ago and running around fields. <laughs> blowing dandelions all that kind of stuff <laughs> doing everything he can possibly think of apart from sitting down and writing a book writing other TV series that he should not be doing right yeah. now yeah god's sake focus man oh god I don't know what to do with him <laughs> oh well we'll soon find out anyway okay. uh, we better wrap this up now um, you probably already know this but you can find us at soundcloud at forward slash brotherhood without matters on an apple's podcast app 
um, actually if you're listening on Apple's podcast app or not we'd really love it if you could leave us some reviews there because that would kind of bump us up the onto the new and noteworthy which yep. would be pretty yep. sweet up the ladder up the ladder the greasy ladder the greasy pole <laughs> <laughs> chaos is a ladder <laughs> uh, if you want to send us any other feedback you can do it on Twitter at Brotherhood Pod and on Facebook at Brotherhood Without Manners Podcast uh, thanks for listening Kula Bula bye bye